Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hello everybody, my name is Neil White and this is The Vegan Review with Graham Hunter at the Euros. Dateline, oh my god, what is it, Wednesday, June the 30th? It's a rest day after the last 16 and a rest day is required. Our socios who support this podcast at patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter often pipe up with their questions and opinions and Graham, we had Lee Allen commenting on the last episode suggesting that let's see, today's Wednesday, it must have been Monday, was the greatest day of football at a major tournament ever, ever, ever. One of the things that conspires to help Lee is that I think that when tournaments were smaller, they were made of fewer teams. You didn't used to get two games in a day when I was growing up, when you were growing up, presumably when Lee was growing up. It's, the calendar has become um, much more crowded, more of it later. What a stunning day because I suppose it's the old um, Taylor's phrase of never mind the quality feel the width or is it maybe there was quality throughout but you know quality says that when when Spain have kind of stumbled a little bit again and missed chances notably Koke and, and Morata and then gone into a 3-1 lead and Danny almost got a really decent presentable chance for 4-1 and you blink or you go and get your, your Bovril in Lee's case in the nippy climbs where he lives at the moment it's 3-3 so let me be Victor Meldrew for what's good about that? <laughs> the 3-1 up and they don't even try to close it out. Afterwards, Oyathabal talked about, you know, Croatia changed their formation, they flooded us, it took us a little bit of time to get used to how many players were playing at high. All right, fine, reading it is one thing, but Spain were like, just oh, bollocks, let's, let's just have some fun, man. Well, it's not 1968, this isn't the summer of love. Um, given in eyes early moment isn't even a summer of glove but pure entertainment hence my idea but never mind the quality of the width it was completely crazy um, part of the voice the raspy voice that you hear now play Misty for me is, is about how loud I was shouting uh, and banging the desk upon which my computer was in the excitement of of Spain being able to take these blows to the chin and coming back some of the quality of the goals was, was very high, particularly, guess who? Alvaro Morata. Eight goals, complete end-to-end, Jake LaMotta. And, and then you go into the next one thinking, well, you know, this might be clinical, but that's our fun for the day. And, and to back your point, Lee, lo and behold, things happen that shouldn't happen. Again, 
3-1 up, 3-3. This time the pendulum keeps swinging, doesn't swing back the other way. The pass. The pass for, I think it's Switzerland's equalising goal, is it? Or, yeah, the 3-3 equal, the three, three goal. The, pa- the way that the, the, we're taught that the ball must be fed at a certain weight and if a striker can run onto it without a touch, he's already got a glimpse of where the keeper is, where the spaces are. The weight of the, that's one of the passes of the tournament. And as a and as a card holding president of the Petri fan club, um, you know that's that's taking some saying. Again, all those goals, um, a favourite topple. People tend to like that. A shootout, which was you know there was some chutzpah in that shootout. There was a couple of times when I thought uh, the Swissies are going to miss, and instead they were yodeling all the way to the quarterfinals in a game against Spain. And poor old Killian's the guy who gets called sucker all the way into the dressing rooms. What was the question? Jokingly joking. Yes, if you want to nominate it, the greatest day in the history of competition football outside the 1975 Boy Scouts Football Five-A-Side Championship, which my troop won and I scored two in the final. Then... Lee, you win your case. Next. I think that's on Sky Sports Classics, guys, if you want to download that <laughs> tournament. Okay, it wasn't just the socios we heard from. We also got a couple of questions in this time from subscribers to our mailing list at grahamhunter.tv. You can see just about everything that Graham has done there, writing and podcasts. Here's one from Barry Dolan. Graham Barry says, really love your work. I've been coaching for 24 years and it's great to tell other coaches about your podcast. We were using the sweatbox idea, Graham Sunes mentioned from Liverpool, with the Blaney Academy boys in Moynihan Island pre-COVID. So here is my question. Barry says, what less well-known players would you be interested in if you were managing a top European club? Barry, um, uh, go on Blaney, go on Blaney. Just a definition First of all, it's a little bit tough because people obviously watch football differently from maybe you and I and Neil in that for you, it's a professional interest, even if you have a, a mainstream daytime job and you're watching for potential, say, green shoots. And I have to try and watch professionally so that when I'm asked about, say, opposition for a Spanish club or the Spanish national team, I, I have information and opinion and I don't know where it came from, but I try to watch analytically and I do find um, clubs phoning me up and asking me about footballers, sometimes asking me to watch footballers. I assume you watch it with a quite a, you know, close eye and therefore, you know, you'll reach out of your Blaney screen and punch me in the hooter if I say, you know, Pedri. <laughs> But Pedri's my first choice because he's 18. There'll be a lot of people that are only discovering him from the first time. And I think he's not far off the best player at the tournament already at 18. I think we're in the presence of genius. In the pres- he's, not, he's not particularly quick. And at 18, if you're not very quick, that's going to plague you for the rest of your life. But, you know, my first choice would be Pedri, uh, Mr. D, by a long way. But if you would, I thought an obscure isn't the right word because we're at a Euro, for heaven's sake. And anybody who plays for Juventus can't be obscure but I think Dejan Kulusevsky for Sweden goes under the radar a lot I think that um, he's extremely technically able my guess is and I don't know this for sure I think he's 20 or 21 and therefore still very much for a guy who's playing Serie A particularly for a senior 
political, aggressive, demanding club like Juventus. He's very, very much at the at the beginning of his career. And I thought that throughout the tournament, given that he'd been isolated via COVID and therefore hadn't trained a lot, came back, got a couple of assists, but in, in every match, he's been a player who looks as if he, he won. He shows for the ball all the time. He can take the ball on either foot. He can play either side of a striker. But I think that in some teams in his future, we'll be able to see him the sort of wide player in a 4-3-3. Not a winger, I don't think, um, although he can go outside a fullback. I think he's one of those guys who, in the modern idiom, will play or can easily play wide of a centre-forward in a 4-3-3, but coming inside and just really probably on either foot so that a fullback can overlap. Physically, he's in good nick. He's got that will to be on the ball and make things happen. He crosses He crosses well. He's, he's, it's like I was talking about Olmo earlier on, that that deft little use of the ball. It doesn't have to be big, booming, trippier, curving crosses. He's got a full range of passing. I just like Kulusevsky and his body shape, his body language. Um, he's quite an aggressive player. And I think he, you know, if you maybe your idea was where will we see players who over the next two, three seasons, we look back to the Euro and go, yeah, he didn't get a massive amount of publicity, but, but the traces were all there. Again, I don't know if a player at Dortmund, Rafa Guerrero, I think he goes under the radar an awful lot at fullback for Portugal and for Dortmund. He's got a ter- tremendous capacity to score goals, but the one I'll, I'll settle on, who I'm learning about Barry, so I'm going to make no noise about his background or whatever. He's at Rennes in Ligue 1. He's Jeremy Doku, who... I'll now make a point when I next speak to either Thierry Henry or Sean Maloney. I'll make a point of asking more about him, but when I saw him in the third group game when Roberto Martinez rested about, I think, five or six players and given that how tired they look looked against Portugal, that, that was a very wise move. I expected a much bigger surge of energy to repay him for the way in which he rested players against Finland, but Doku looked interesting to me. Um, quick. Daring, quite powerful. To be, again, I, I'm not certain of his age, but I think he's 18, 19. So to be picked at a time of some of Belgium's greatest riches in international football, full stop, Barry, tells you that there's something there. I didn't see much of him either developing at Anderlecht nor um, nor this season at Rennes. I just didn't see enough of him. So he's come as something of a surprise to me. And although we've not had a lot of game time from him, uh, Barry, that's... There, there's, there's my two, two and a half because I named Pedri. Robert Ryan, how you doing? Says, there's a question about broadcasting. We have legends from home and abroad, whether that be Ali McCoy, Jürgen Klinsmann, Rio Ferdinand or Ian Wright. And I wondered what the broadcasting of this tournament is like in Spain. I was sitting watching Italy thinking Italy has deep traditions in the UK and could we not have had Ranieri or Zola on the panel? So, you know, when you think about the sort of pre-game halftime, post-game shows in Spain, Graham, what's the setup? Who are the faces? Um, and who's, who's best at it, you know, when it comes to the former player, Pundit Cocom roles? It's dog poo, um, to be honest with you. Um, the rights are owned by, sorry, Mr. R, an Italian company called Mediaset Telecinco, which is... Television 5 and Quattro 4 they, they come into the match with uh, if it's not Spain with no, almost no preamble and and when I say when I say DP it's, it's significantly better than the coverage that the state channel La Una and El Uno 
the state channel covering football, it's only very recently they started put the score flash up in the top left-hand corner. When I came to Spain, you were watching a game. If you came into it at any stage, you wouldn't know what the flipping score was. And like Telecinco and Cuatro at the moment, if it's not Spain, even if it in on the on the national channel, even if it's Spain, they come whicking right into it as the game's about to kick off. They, so they don't do a panel show as such. So the very thing you were complaining about because they didn't have, you know, Zola or Baggio or Alex Del Piero or even Claudio Dilly Ding, Dilly Dong, Ranieri on it. Well, think yourself lucky because there's no panel show here. You get a melange of voices on Spanish football coverage, which is just generally utterly atrocious. If you happen to be listening to it on the radio, you'd be, you'd be hard-pressed to know there's a game going on unless there's a goal. They reduce it to its base elements. And they get four or five people in the studio. They run adverts across it with the people who are narrating the game reading the adverts. And they talk across the game. And they talk across each other. The, the good side of it is that when they commentate on this television station, they've hired Fernando Morientes, uh, he of Zaragoza, Real Madrid, Monaco, Liverpool, and I don't know who all else, and uh, Kiko. Uh, and um, Kiko is a, a monstrous big arrow-firing striker for La Roja and for Atleti. He's an Atleti uh, legend. And listening to their game analysis, they're they're more than fine and they're interesting, but it's all voices at the same time. There's no, you know, Chuckle Brothers like we are used to in UK television, from me to you, from me to you, from me to you. And um, there is a degree of conversational runoff into other little matters while the game's going on. And they called um, uh, Ginny Van Aldum Wignaldum the whole tournament Wignaldum now Jay cannot be a G under any flipping circumstances the best thing I can say is that you know when when you switch on the TV and you put it on the right channel the football's there beyond that I wouldn't care to go deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. 
To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Graham, uh, we've talked a little bit about Ukraine, who progressed in the late game last night with a very dramatic end of extra time winner. Another fantastic cross, by the way. The round of 16 featured some unbelievable balls in from the wings. Before that, England progressed in a manner that almost doesn't fit into this round of 16, nor into England's tournament history. 2-0 up against their most feared opponent at major tournaments. And they just, you spoke about Spain not closing out the game, right? Against Croatia, letting Croatia back in and giving us the sensational sort of end to that match that we got. England was so grown up and just shut it down. Yeah, I mean, look, I hear you, and, and it's, you know, it's, what do you call it, uh, a contrasentido, what do you call it, it's counterintuitive that, you know, while they're shutting it down, they get a second goal. I take your point, I, I think that it was a slightly anomalous game because we're in a tournament whereby, you know, already and long ago, with 123 goals, there are more goals already than there were in the entire last tournament, I think, or at least I by the time the quarter, the knockout round started... There were more goals scored than until the end of the quarterfinals five years ago. We have seen slugfests. We have seen, come on, let's get at it. The effect on the Champions League mid-season, players are going to be exhausted, but the, the reason, part of the reason for that is two remarkable, unique seasons with unique pressures with their 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 body clock and their time of when they think they're going to get rest all to pot and and this has just been have at it so far it's been wonderful entertainment and there was a much more controlled nature to this game i thought it was deeply deeply engrossing first half two I haven't read any of the England coverage. I've I've only seen Rafa Honigstein's tweet about something about don't dismiss German pundits who say that Germany are rubbish or whatever. He's very funny, uh, Rafa Honigstein, and he'd been saying consistently on the BBC that we ain't that good and we've got it wrong and Joachim Lowe has passed his sell-by date and whatever. And he he was proven correct, but the but the thing about it is to me, if you look at the if you if you suck the bone marrow out of that game, Germany weren't as bad in the first half as they were in the second half. In fact, I didn't dislike Germany hugely in the first half. It it just it's it's atrocious to see Werner um just hopping around going his little he's he's like Piglet. You know, in a in a world of grown ups, you're like, he's awfully eager and he's running around and saying, "Pooh, can I get you more, honey?" And it's just, you know, he's not an international class striker. He just isn't. And the 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 idea of the way in which Joachim Law had the two jigsaw pieces and they were supposed to fit and the picture looks pretty and he's using a hammer to make them fit together. By which I mean, England play a really high line. Germany don't try and push that line back. They're happy to play up to, um, say, Havertz, whose role was to flick it on for Werner. Or th- Their aim in the first half was to try and get the chance that we Tommy Muller, you know, um, Tommy's eventually beaten by the Tommies. That run through on Pickford, OK, you know, he screws it up. 
that's what they're trying for the whole first half with a decent flick they could get it and and first half I didn't dislike Germany I thought they were in it and, and it would have been a very you talk about atypical it would have been very typical Germany to be to be probably second best in the first half not by much but to have scored those two um, one of which is the the Havertz volley and Pickford may have his eccentricities and his flaws but he's having a very good tournament and that save is is in the top three four saves of the tournament because he's got no time to react it's beautifully struck it should have taken his arm out of the socket and it didn't it's a sensational save the other one is when um, Werner should be able to chip Pickford Pickford saves it almost goes under his body but he does save it Jeremy putting one of those two in and going 1-0 up would have been just totally typical for the series of games between the two of them I can't remember the stats but I don't think England have beaten Germany in a tournament since 2000 that's nearly quarter of a century to have those two saves must have fortified them I'm trying to remember the pattern for the for the first goal because I think I think Shaw plays a big role in it uh, the cross his is the cross who bursts from the midfield the point I'm building to about the game is I'm so glad that I've been trumpeting on and on and on about Grealish because you know he might not be the most important player in the team he, he he may not even be yet the, the standout player. And when he came on, his first few touches were abysmal. But I, I read a lot in the media about this idea that Kane wasn't performing because Grealish was in his stamping ground. Utter pish. What's becoming clear is that Harry Kane on, on perfect form and, and super athletic can play in a formation which Southgate is designed from here, which is two wide players in a 4-3-3. Or, okay, they didn't play 4-3-3 last night, but the front three are supposed to be two guys on the wings, either of whom can come in and Kane's there as the nine. It's not how he plays at Spurs, and therefore he needs to be his best to function in that. And it wasn't just Grealish coming on that changed Kane, but the fact about where Grealish wanted to play and was willing to, to play. And Kane woke up. Kane just did different things because he saw Grealish was going to be playing near him. And if you watch Kane's movement for the second goal, whoever is bursting um, through, which again, at that time it bursted through, I think, it's, I think it's Shaw. And the ball goes to whoever. And then Kane takes a little look and he sees that Grealish is over his shoulder. So he stands and waits and then gets out of the way and peels for what he's already anticipating will be the crossing from the left. And he does that because he knows that Grealish is nearer him. He's not isolated out on the wing. I'm trying to pick the first goal. Does Kane give it to Grealish on the edge of the box? And Grealish is weighted pass in for, for Shaw. Just the take and the give. It's it's not. It doesn't look special. It, it's something that weekend footballers know they can do. But England weren't doing it. And his nice little take and his little shunt into the path of Shaw. The cross is still really good. It's just that he does, he's in the right place. Your point about how they played in terms of grown-up, that again, I thought Phillips really stood out. I really liked Phillips. And I thought it was notable that Kimmich didn't have much of a game. The better team went through. And um, and I can't help but saying I think they'll beat Ukraine. Neil, have I, have I, have I, have I done everything? Are, are my tasks complete for the... For the 
you have one more. You have to select your Bet365 player of the day. I see. Is this a new feature? This is a new feature. You know, I, I should really explain it to you. Uh, open to you are the participants from yesterday's final matches in the round of 16. So you have England, you have Germany, you have Ukraine, and you have Sweden. Yeah, I've, I've, um, I've given clues. Um, one of these days I want to pick a referee. I won't pick the referee who I think... Poor guy was left in an invidious uh, position on the red card for Sweden because the ball was there. If the Ukrainian player keeps running into the outstretched foot, is there intent to do damage? No, I can't give it to that referee because that's a heartbreaking choice to be given in his instance. Um, and it changed the game and it, and it flopped poor Sweden out of the tournament as far as I'm concerned. And I've given a, a huge clue about where I see this going uh, because... While Rice and Phillips did a magic job, Grealish is my bet 365 man of the day. Partly for his socks, obviously. Um, Pedri shares a, a, anybody who gets away with that half calf. You know what I mean? It's what Fraser and Niles used to order in, in Cafe Nervosa, the old half calf. But it's half calf socks in it. And the referees, out of fear or respect, or just because of his oozing sex appeal, don't pick him up on it. He, he, he's wearing, you know, shin pads that are made for a five-year-old, I think, and I hope one day his shin bone doesn't suffer from that. And I'm not a particular fan of his hairstyle, but when he plays like that, he's earned the merit to wear his barnet the way he wants. But when that boy plays and he's always got a laugh on his face, he takes the kicks... Um, and he did it his way. So as far as I'm concerned, Jack Grealish is an absolute standout, standout combatant for Bet365, man of the day. Come on, Jack Grealish, come on, England. Yes, people have taken, taken they have kidnapped my dog, you're right. And that really is everything we have for today. So thanks very much for listening. Thank you to everybody from patreon.com forward slash Graham Hunter and from GrahamHunter.tv who sent us your questions for today's episode. Back tomorrow with something a little different, a little special on the Italian management team of Gianluca Vialli and Roberto Mancini. Don't miss that. Thank you for listening. And when the football returns after yet another interminable rest day, do enjoy it. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.